This is Financial Tech and the Guide Rock Capital Management Weekly Commentary for the week of February 11th, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuide.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska, and we post the show, including written commentary each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. This weekly podcast brings you market commentary from Andrew Hunt, CFP and President of Guide Rock Capital Management here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive the commentary in advance, you can just send him an email, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com and put subscribe in the subject. If you have questions or comments uh, that we can read or answer on the show, you can send us an email. Just send that to podcast at TheAverageGuy.tv. And, of course, you can find us both on Twitter. I am at Jay Collison, and Andrew is at Andrew D. Hunt. If you're new to podcasting and you like a way to easy an easy way to listen each week, you might want to consider using Stitcher. Available on any browser, both for Android and iPhone platforms, it's a great way to listen to your podcasts, both at home and on the road. This show and all the past shows are on Stitcher. Stitcher.com. Search for Financial Tech. It's education for your ears. Andrew, we missed last week. It is great to see you back here this week, and we're early on a Monday. We've got the market commentary. Give me, uh, first of all, how are you, and uh, what's going on in the markets? I am just fantastic, Jim. And yeah, you're right. We, we missed last Monday. We just couldn't make travel schedules and, and personal schedules work, so glad to be back. Um, on a side note, uh, had a had a very nice weekend myself, oh, and glad to be oh, back good. at it on Monday. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> very good. So the markets, well, much like a climber, absolutely determined to meet the pinnacle, the peak of the mountain. The stock markets just continued to move higher last week, which I feel like Groundhog's Day. Saying that over and over, and for those of you who paid attention. Uh, uh, looks like we're going to have spring early this year, uh, so that's good. Uh, the groundhog did do its thing, and it uh, looks like we're going to get spring early. So, uh, But I feel like Groundhog's Day because the markets just continue to rise. Uh, last week, still continuing signs of strength in the U.S., um, we saw the trade deficit narrow in December, uh, which is you know generally a sign that the economy did better uh, than expected during the fourth quarter of last year, which is great. Um, Germany had a surplus, um, and it was its second highest in more than 60 years, uh, which is a sign uh, that uh, their economy is a really strong, and uh, you know they're they're kind of the linchpin in the eurozone. So that's a really big deal. Uh, so positive economic news tends to hurt gold futures, which we saw last week, um, but it made riskier assets like stocks really attractive for investors, and that actually pushed equity markets to uh, market highs during the week. Um, so there was a massive snowstorm on the East Coast. Uh, I don't know if you saw it in the news, but like two feet of snow out in New York, and of course that affects the markets. And so even even with that bad weather, which uh, you know generally affects trading, the NASDAQ closed at a 12-year high last week. The S&P 500 reached a five-year high, and the uh, and that was the sixth consecutive gain uh, for the S&P 500 uh, for the week. So it's just just continued to rock and roll in the markets. 
Um, but you know, there's some there's some kind of mixed signals continuing to come uh, from the Federal Reserve, which is those who are doing the quantitative easing programs out there. Last week there was a symposium at the St. Louis Federal Reserve, um, and Fed Reserve Board Governor Jeremy Stein uh, kind of made some comments that uh, indicated that Fed officials are concerned um, that ongoing monetary policy could make bond markets overheat, which is kind of interesting because that reinforces the idea that the Fed might be tightening down on credit policies pretty soon, which ultimately, you know what that means. That means interest rates could rise in the future and could you know, some of those variable rate loans that people have out there and could definitely affect bond prices, which is pretty wild. Um, so we're definitely going to keep an eye on that. The uh, for the non-market uh, piece of this today, we're, we're kind of going a little bit different. Um, so Susan Boyle, who's the famous uh, Scottish singer that, that was uh, discovered on Britain's Got Talent back in 2009, uh, recently announced that she's got plans for her funeral. Uh, she wants apparently she wants everybody at her funeral to be laughing uh, because she's going to have Nellie the elephant play during the service. Um, so, uh, pretty interesting news coming out there. Um, but that led me to start to think, you know, whether you're when you're talking about the funeral industry, there's a lot of things that are going on in terms of pre-planning, pre-paying, and personalization of funerals. And so if you've got a parent who's uh, who's getting older or if you're getting older yourself, I just thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about why would you even consider choosing a plan to pay for your funeral ahead of time. Um, so I came up with uh, four reasons that you might consider doing that. The first one, of course, is control. Um, the, the only reason you would prepay or pre-plan your funeral uh, is to control the whole deal. Uh, you know, you can write down information about what you want in your obituary. Uh, you can have instructions for the burial or cremation. You can talk about organ donation. Uh, you know, then you just got to make sure that you give it to the loved one that you want to execute your wishes. Uh, second reason uh, would be for negotiation purposes, I suppose. Uh, turns out that uh, grieving family members are rarely very good at negotiating. So maybe by planning ahead, you could try and get a better deal on the, uh, on the, on the funeral. Turns out funerals are pretty expensive, and so you could try and neg negotiate a, a, a price that would be guaranteed uh, on a plan for, with a funeral home. Uh, you could also uh, get some uh, Price increase riders, or uh, what happens? You know, change your mind type situations. So negotiation that could be a reason. Uh, the third reason could be goodwill. Uh, you just wrap up a bunch of the unanswered questions. Um, you might do uh, might pay for the the funeral through a trust or an insurance policy, uh, but ultimately you've just guaranteed that the expenses are going to be covered, and it really reduces the stress associated with the passing of an individual. And then finally, the last reason, uh, much like Susan Boyle, would be to personalize. Uh, so she wants to have a specific song played at her funeral. Um, maybe you want to do some of these kind of hot topic things that are out there, like uh, like a cremation or a green burial or mummification or cryonics or a memorial space flight or a memorial reef. Or maybe you want to even have your ashes compressed into a gemstone. Uh, trust me, there is a business that is willing to oblige. As one of my favorite movies, uh, Tombstone, my favorite line from Tombstone, uh, I'll be your huckleberry. Uh, there is a business out there that is willing to be your huckleberry. Uh, so uh, those are some reasons why you might choose to prepay or pre-plan. 
uh, a funeral, and there's uh, there's all kinds of resources out there. Uh, two of them would be www.funerals.org, and the second one would be the Nation National Funeral Directors Association website, which is www.nfda.org, where you can go learn more. And the last thing is with every week, we're going to end it with a quote, and this one is from Mahatma Gandhi, and it says, Liz is, excuse me, live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. And with that, that's the Weekly Market Commentary. What do you got, Jim? Andrew, I, I, you know, anytime it's too good to be true, right, it's too good right. to be true. And, right. and I just feel like, you know, we're, we've had six or seven weeks of unprecedented market increases since the beginning of the year. And, uh, and whenever I hear records and whenever I hear un the words unprecedented, I get a little scared just because sure. I've seen this. You know, I'll be 45 this year, and I've seen this happen three or four times now with various bubbles, tech bubble and, and dot-com bubble and all other kinds of bubbles that seem to, to form. I get the feeling we're in another cycle of, of when, no one, when the market goes up and no one knows why. Isn't that a, isn't that a, a concern? Like, because people are kind of shaking their head. It, it is. Isn't that worrisome to you? Uh, you know, so the S&P 500, which is the 500 largest domestic stocks, is up 6.4% excuse me, six point four year to date as of Friday. Um, you know, the, guys, that's like, uh, what is that, uh, 30, 45 days worth of worth of trading it's already up 6.4 percent so yeah we've seen a really high uh, start to the year um, you know and as, as I always say I'm, I'm not we're not doing this podcast to give investment advice but right. uh, more observations but you know yeah I think you're right Jim if it sounds good too good to be true it is so I just say hey watch carefully uh, move uh, with uh, determination and with a purpose um, as, as you as you think about the things you want to do and, and you think about your investment strategy and make sure you're you're working with your professional closely because uh, these type of markets do have uh, a possibility for volatility and we've seen that for the last several years. Um, so I think you know, as we watch as we watch these things transpire, it's just really important to keep a clear level head uh, about your investing. And, and surround yourselves with, with people that are going to help you avoid confirmation bias and, and things like that that, that help you to uh, want to believe that it will continue forever because, hey, markets expand and contract. It's part, that's part of an efficient market is rising and falling. And so, um, so yeah, with that, uh, be wise yeah. about your investing. <laughs> I, I think that's good advice. I, you know, I, I'm not complaining. I've got money in sure. the market right now, and it's doing fabulous and I go out and look at the graph and it's it's pretty impressive but uh, it is one of those things I think from an investment standpoint to just be wise about what's going on out there and, and read if it's too good to be true it usually is um, one one uh, question on Europe of course with Greece having all the problems that it had last year and now Germany is reporting uh, you know some some surplus which is probably a record for them uh, <laughs> that a country actually created a surplus because uh, <laughs> very few actually do in, in you know in their monetary policy has there been any talk uh, of uh, is Greece stable at this point from from a financial standpoint and is the EU really stepped in and shored them up in a way that is that that has put that much faith back into the in the European Union uh, you know, you, that you bring up a good question, Jim. Uh, so, 
Europe uh, is still kind of dealing with all of the the craziness uh, with the different countries that have uh, run into some fiscal problems in the last year and a half, uh, two years, and so there's still a lot of what's called austerity measures and uh, and different covenants that have to be met for countries such as Spain and Greece um, to be able to keep the support that they're getting from. Uh, the EU, specifically uh, Germany, who's the kind of the linchpin in the EU, um, and so uh, you know, as we as we watch those markets, we're still watching to make sure that uh, Greece is going to meet their obligations because they made some heavy promises about cutbacks that they were going to have. They call those austerity, which is I think totally a government term. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but uh, never popular. Cutback is never popular, but austerity. Austerity. That's hey, that sounds like something you're doing. <laughs> nice. I kind of like kind of like sequestration right um, so so they, they had they made some promises in terms of cutbacks and now it's it's time to see if they're going to hold to those because um, they're really having some unrest in terms of people uh, their citizens saying hey the, these cutbacks are are sig significant and affecting affecting the people so uh, they're still kind of up in the air we got to make sure okay. that they're actually going to fall through we probably have some years to go before we know that. Oh, yeah. uh, we know that for sure. Well, it's good to hear Germany's in a surplus. I will actually be in Germany uh, the last two weeks of March, and I'm Sweet. looking forward to just uh, about 10 days of a little vacation, taking my mom over there. And uh, bad for me because the dollar is weak against uh, the euro at this point, and so I'll overpay for everything. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting over there and spending the time in the land of surplus. In the I land of in the <laughs> land of bread and honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, milk and honey flowing milk down the honey, Rhine. Well, I'll remind folks that uh, if you want to get a hold of the market commentary that Andrew does each week in advance and get it in weeks when maybe we missed the podcast, send Andrew an email, Andrew underscore hunt at guiderockcapital.com and put subscribe in the subject line and he would gladly add you to the list and you can get that each and every week. And then be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital out at www.guiderockcapital, all in word, guiderockcapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter. He's just Andrew D. Hunt out there and get all the show notes to this show out at theaverageguy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you next week. We will be here. Remember, be smart about your investing. Thanks, guys. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. 
All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.